This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Kat Healy, episode 184. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Walker, author of Urban Fantasy Books with Magic and Mischief. Joining me today is guest co-host and fellow urban fantasy author, Kat Healy. This is Kat's second time on the podcast, but her first in the co-host chair. Thanks for joining me today, Kat. I'd like to ask you what you're working on, but after watching all of your What's in My Pantry cooking videos on Facebook, I feel obliged to ask what you're cooking. Uh, Well, today it's a new one. I am still cleaning out my pantry, and I think it's going to be like a salmon dish of some kind. I, I thawed the salmon, so I'm committed. What else it goes with will be decided later. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, what are you up to lately? Uh, aside from, uh, really, I've been really leaning hard into sourdough bread lately. I just baked a new loaf today, and I feel like I've finally cracked the sourdough code. Putting that aside, I've been waking up and feeling very grateful. I feel like I'm kind of living a dream here. My duo novel, Cloak and Dagger, has been racking up some very humbling and heartwarming ratings and I love seeing duo readers enjoying the adventures of Val and Tim. I had a blast writing them. And apparently readers are having a blast reading about them as well. Yeah, it's uh, I really, also, really well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've also, however, got some longtime loyal readers for my little yokai urban fantasy series. And they have been eagerly awaiting the sixth and final installment in that series. I'm happy to report that I am deep in editing mode on that book, which is called Released. That's going to be launching in May. And I may or may not be working on a stealth launch for a brand new project, but I can't share details about it just yet. And a way to keep us in suspense, jerk. It's not my first. <laughs> it's not my first time in the co-host chair, cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now that we have to leave the listeners just hanging for more. Well, I'll tune in next we, time. <laughs> yeah, how about we introduce today's guest, who really isn't a guest at all, but Jamie Davis. Indeed, indeed. Um, as the person who started this podcast, founded it, and has been doing it for years, um, uh, he clearly should not be a stranger. His name should not be a, a strange name for the listeners out there. And he's done quite a bit more than just uh, podcasting. Jamie Davis is a nurse, a retired paramedic, and an author. He loves everything fantasy and sci-fi, and especially the spaces where stories intersect with his love of medicine or gaming. Jamie lives in a home in the woods in Maryland with his wife, three children, and three dogs. He is an avid gamer, preferring historical and fantasy miniature gaming, as well as tabletop games. He writes lit RPG and game lit, urban and contemporary paranormal fantasy stories, and sci-fi space westerns, among other things. His future race game rules were written to satisfy a desire to play a version of the pod races from Star Wars Episode One. Jamie loves hearing from readers online and going to conventions and events where he meets up with fans. If you see him in real life, be sure to say hi. All right, Kat, let's not keep Jamie waiting any longer. Jamie, welcome to this podcast. This feels super weird. It is kind of weird, isn't it? And I love the opening uh, intro there. You know, I, I've been thinking as I was looking over my bio that 
maybe I need to like bring along a small version of the future race rules with me and we could do a pod race at some author convention. It's a blast. It's basically just like, like 10 pods start. And if one finishes the whole race, it's, it's an amazing occurrence because basically they flame out, they explode, they do all kinds of things. It's, it's just, everybody has a lot of fun, most often consumed with beer. So, um, <laughs> Beer makes everything better. Yes. <laughs> so maybe maybe you'll run a session. In I, Vegas I might have to like you know do one in one of the bronze rooms, set up a table in there, and um, run some run some pod races around uh, some improvised terrain. How long how long does each game session take? Like an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, okay, okay. So they're 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 on the longer side. Got it. Yeah, I mean right. it can be quicker. It's really it really depends entirely on how long the course is. And how many I was, players? I was you thinking have. like a tournament. You could do like a quick tournament if, if they were shorter sessions. Oh that no, be- no, they're like it's like like well, two it's it's two laps around. The basic course I set up originally was the one based on Star Wars Episode One, and um, it's it's basically like two laps around that that um, field there in the in the dusty terrain that they they find it on, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It, I I just came up with it thinking this is like chariot races from Ben Hur. I can do this. Let's <laughs> so I just came up with a game mechanic for how to accelerate and turn and that was that made it so easy to do the rest of it and it's all just done with rulers, 12 inch rulers and die six. So it's pretty <laughs> straightforward. Yeah. Simple. That sounds like right. fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well listen, you got clearly a bunch more going on. Um I'm guessing there might be some new listeners who may not be as familiar with all of your backlists and everything else you've done. How would you describe your stories uh, to potentially a new reader? Well, I think the best way to do it is like my reader group on Facebook is called fun, Jamie's fun fantasy readers. And even my sci-fi books, I consider them fun. Um, There's a lot of uh, family themes, uh, found family and things like that, where, you know, and just people having a good time, um, even if there's bad things happening, you know, they, 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 it's fun. I try to keep it not too dark. So I've written one kind of darkish fantasy series of five books, but most of my stuff is very light and, um, I, I like to think enjoyable and fun. Well, I have a question for you, Jamie. Um, since I know you, you have a, you know, broad interests in the writing field, Uh, What is about the urban fantasy genre that appeals to you as an author and a storyteller? Well, I I think the thing that's that's most intriguing to me is how easy it is to set the setting in an urban fantasy world. I mean, you don't have to describe a car or how a light switch works or any of the, the mechanics of everyday life in an urban fantasy story, which really frees you up to explore characters more, I think. And so I do a lot of delving into, you know, what makes the characters tick in my mind so that when I write them, hopefully some of that comes through in the descriptions and the stories. Uh, And then, of course, you throw in magic and supernatural creatures and the rest is just, I I think, just a whole lot of fun. Yeah, those are certainly fun. I know I like writing about those particular things when I do urban fantasy. And then you go rogue and jump into the sci-fi genre with your Lone Squadron series. So what prompted that? Um, I got asked to to write in Michael Anderley's Cartharian Gambit universe. 
And I was, first off, incredibly honored to do that. And actually, the Cartharian Gambit universe starts off as urban fantasy. Um, it isn't until later that you realize that the things that create the urban fantasy aspects and the magic is actually alien technology. And so eventually that series moves into more of a sci-fi slash space opera type of, of setting. Um, and so when I was asked to write, I was, I came up with this idea of, of a group of misfit fighter pilots that don't fit anywhere in the Federation Navy. The fleet just doesn't, doesn't want anything to do with them. They keep getting kicked around from post to post to post. And finally they all end up kind of together in the, in the frontiers of the galactic Federation, the etheric Federation and the Catherian gamut universe. And they, um, start kicking pirate ass out on the Federation frontiers. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to add that to my list to read. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's fun. And and again, fi- a lot of found family themes, you know, people that didn't have family and were feeling like they were loners and find family with each other and find um, relationships that way. So I, 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 it seems to be a common theme that turns up in a lot of my books and I've just been leaning into it. Yeah, I've read some of your books and clearly you've dialed into your brand. There, there is definitely something called a Jamie Davis story and it has the, these kind of common attributes. And I, I haven't read any of the Lone Squadron books, but you've talked about them on some calls with me. And I know a little bit about the world and the characters, and it definitely leans into that brand. So if, if you've got readers who have read your fantasy or sci-fi or your urban fantasy, I promise they're going to love the Lone Squadron series as well. Yeah. And I even got to, in one of my more recent books in that series, I think book five, I actually like worked in a whole Clint Eastwood drifter with no name reference in there. So that was fun too. Nice. Nice. And it should be noted that, you know, you are technically writing in the Cutherian Gambit world, which is a shared world. Yes. And I believe you were writing Lone Squadron before you were invited into the Delta Underground Operative Share World. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Well, listen, let's do the intro for the duo world, and then we'll talk a little bit more about your upcoming book. The agents of Delta Underground Operatives have one critical mission, keep magic secret. Humans are not ready to know that the creatures from their dreams are real. They're even less prepared to fight the monsters from their nightmares. When the gods were killed, Alder Shaw, the sole surviving demigod, established Duo to protect the status quo, solve the mystery of the gods' fates, and safeguard the puddle, the last reservoir of divine magic. Aided by twin witches Maven and Moxie, Shaw paired up beings of magic who resonated with each other. In tandem with the puddle, these individuals now enjoy access to a second set of abilities, making them tough to beat. These beings are the agents of Duo. And with that, and I should mention as well, Kat is a fellow Duo author who's got her first book and her um, series out and a second one's coming out shortly. We'll get to that in in a little bit. Um, But the three of us have been working on and writing in this Duo universe for about a year now. I'm curious, Jamie, what has your journey been like in this shared urban fantasy world? How has it compared maybe to your work in the Cutherian Gambit shared world? You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, Michael Anderley, who's the original author of the Catherian Gambit series, um, has created really a, a, a whole 
you know, company around, uh, you know, having authors write with him. And so it's a little bit different setup there. Um, there are people there who, whose sole job and literally it is their job is to review Canon and make sure that things don't get off track. Whereas in, in our shared duo world, we're all kind of wearing many hats and uh, we got a few people like Kat and Siobhan who are helping to read everybody's books and make sure that we don't break any rules or say something that doesn't make sense in tandem with something somebody said in another book. And so we, we tried to really do that. A lot of that lifting ourselves. Um, and, and it's, it's, I'll tell you, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's two things. It's less daunting to write in this universe because it's brand new. And so I'm kind of one of the founders of it. Whereas coming into Michael's world, I, I like, binge listened on audible all of the first 25 books in that series before I started writing my series, because I had to just immerse myself in it and really have a solid handle on what I was going to do and the technologies and all that stuff before I even got started. Um, this is a little different because we've been planning this for about a year. We've had lots of zoom meetings and we have a shared Canon document that we use. And so there's been a lot of, kind of startup feel about the duo world and the Delta underground operatives. And I've been able to participate, to contribute, to, to draw upon other people's ideas. And, and so it's been a really different experience and, 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 and very rewarding in its own right, for sure. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad that you were able to join us and it's been such a wonderful time getting to know you, Jamie, and, and drawing on your own experience since you are so much more, you know, involved in the writing scheme than I was starting out. Um, but with your duo book, Split Infinity, can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. So Split Infinity is the story of Jeannie and Rat, because all of us have our duo pairs that are agents that are figure in our books. Jeannie and Rat are based in Baltimore, Maryland, which is right near where I live. And so I write about what I'm familiar with. A lot of my urban fantasy books take place in and around Maryland. So that's fun. Um, and Jeannie and Rat have been agents with Duo for years. They've really been with the, the organization for five, six years or longer as top agents. And, and they were doing so well when teamed together that they actually got married and became this, this married duo of assassin, supernatural assassin agents, which is really cool. Um, until something horrible happened and they got divorced and they no longer want to be together. And so they stopped taking agent missions and went their separate ways. And that seemed to be the end of it for them until at the beginning of Split Infinity, Alder Shaw, the leader of the Delta Underground operatives, came to them and said, hey, there's a problem in Baltimore and you're the only ones who can solve it. And so I don't care that you're in divorce. Get back together and fight the mission. So uh, it's there's tension right off the bat in this series, right off. They, they just uh, – there's a lot of um, – Anybody that's been in a relationship, it's going to seem very familiar in, in many ways because it's not all rosy and, and happy day. There's there's a lot of um, challenges for these two to work together. Yeah. Alder Shaw seems like he's leaning into some unorthodox marriage counseling. Trips. Yes, for <laughs> sure. 
So um, you've been living uh, with these characters for, I'm going to, to guess, uh, several, several months. Um, you're, you know them inside and out better than anybody else. Um, what would you think if you were to meet them, say, over a, a casual dinner or at a party? How, how would you react to them? Wow. You know, I, I almost think that if I were to meet them and run into them at a dinner together, it might be with my wife, Amy, and the two of us going out with them. And I'll, all I can think about is the immediate awkwardness of the two of them just not getting along. Um, you know, both of them reaching for the bread and the butter plate at the same time. And no, no, that's my bread plate. The other one's your bread plate. And all of that kind of stuff just is they just don't, they just have some challenges because of a, a single situation that defined how their marriage ended. And we actually touch on that in the book. I don't want to give anything away, but they, um, they do have a, a defining moment that they have to work through to uh, continue working together in this thing. So I think that, you know, Amy and I would, would kind of, you know, being the happily married couple for 30 plus years, we would probably just sit, sit there and try to tough through it and, and uh, hope that we can um, avoid any major blowouts during the meal. I can imagine just sitting on the table, like nearby and just like, like not even talking to whoever I'm dining with because I just want to watch the dumpster fire happen and like keep ordering bottles of wine and be like, no, no, keep it coming. It's not over yet. Like I'm getting a free show with dinner. Like I just want to <laughs> wait. Like I feel like that's what it would be like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, I mean, obviously he has this incredible backstory already. Um, and so how much of these characters did you plan in advance before you actually started writing? That's a good question. Um, I, I really am very much a discovery writer. So I came up with the idea of having a couple that was divorced that, um, you know, we all had to come up with some kind of tension because that's what makes books work and makes stories work. Um, and for a lot of people, that tension was, you know, for like your characters, you know, the tension came out of two, two opposite types of creatures or two opposite types of magic use, you know, impacting each other. And so they don't really meld well together, oil and water and, you know, all that thing. But, you know, Genie and Rat, they get along, they used to get along really great. Their tension comes from that they just can't be together anymore. And so it, it, I had that kind of as a setup in the beginning. And um, then I just started, you know, building the characters out from there and then had a very basic framework for the two of them. Um, Jeannie is a, a, has a PhD in, um, in biology and studies um, wetlands in and around um, the Chesapeake Bay. And so she's involved with that kind of research. Um, Rat is always been a good looking guy. And so when he doesn't have his, as agent stuff to do anymore, he kind of falls back on selling used cars to divorcees. So, (laughs) (laughs) which little different, little different than going on assassination missions. Yes. Very different. And, and Jeannie doesn't like that he's doing that either. So uh, even though she's (laughs) done with him, she's, she looks askance at his choice of profession. It's a guilty by previous association. Yes. Well, every uh, every good book needs a bad guy. So tell us a little bit about the villain in Split Infinity. Uh, what is it about them that makes them uh, the, the kind of evil worth having two duo agents uh, sent after them to, to kill them? Uh, that's not a spoiler, by the way. Every duo agent, they're all assassins and, and they're all out to kill yep. 
uh, their target to save the world. So that, that's not a spoiler, but like this guy who or girl, whoever it is, they, they, they've got to be bad enough to warrant this, right? Yeah, well, and they don't even know who the bad guy is or bad person is, I should say, because it's not actually, yeah. Well, anyway, Z-Dog is who they they have a name for them, but they don't know who the person is. Uh, what they have is a series of unusual crimes where um, a previously completely innocent individual steals a magical artifact that they have gained access to and then goes home and is found dead. And the artifact isn't there anymore. And it turns out, Alder finds out that someone is actually using mind control magic to take over the person steal the object, get back home, and then either they're dying because of the magic, they're dying because of he kills them afterwards because he doesn't want a witness behind to, to recognize them. We don't know. So they they basically have someone who's using very dangerous magic uh, to control humans, and that's what the Delta Underground operatives are all about keeping from happening. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I added my own soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, you know, several dual authors have already published their books. You know, Sarah Nofke, Scott, obviously, Kimber Swain, me. Um, and there are more duo authors waiting in the wings. And what's it been like writing alongside all those other authors? Well, it's it's very humbling. And and something that I'm very aware of is I'm, I'm the fifth author to release books in this series. And so I'm very much... Uh, aware that there are things that have already happened. There are expectations that have already been set for the readers in Sarah's books, in your book, in Kimber's book, Scott's book. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that people are expecting to have happen and, and a type of a level of story. So I've, I've really tried hard to, to, Make sure I'm dialing up the action, dialing up the intrigue and the and the tension, so that people can have a really good story and 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 do that. and And it's been easy. and And, and I say that writing's hard, but it's 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 been easy in the sense that the authors I'm working with are fabulous. And um, I you know I sent the I sent the book to Siobhan to read. She really enjoyed it. She came back with some great notes and and uh, some things that I wanted to. She wanted me to check on for canon, and I did that. Uh, there wasn't anything major because we've really tightened that stuff down pretty well. But uh, it was good to to kind of have an idea of what how I'm impacting how the things I write impact the other authors, and and we all kind of have things we do. Scott, you came up with this, you know, the whole. I can't wait till book two because I'm definitely visiting the, uh, oh God, I can't even remember the name of it now, but midnight crossings. Midnight crossings. I, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I, I am so ready to, to take, to take genie and rat into midnight crossings to uh, track down some things. And I, I can't wait to share that with my readers and the rest of the duo readers from my perspective. That's that is, uh, I have experience in share worlds. I've designed them. I've produced them. Clearly, I'm participating in the duo shared world. That's my jam when it comes to shared worlds. One of my favorite parts is the collaborative creation 
being able to play off of each other's stories, characters, settings, etc. The idea that we've got this shared foundation, this shared world that we're writing in, but we as individual authors are also bringing different things. So we're bringing our own new characters, new settings, kind of adding them to the sandbox and letting other authors pick and choose and use them in their own stories and seeing other authors takes on say midnight crossings, which is, I, I had an idea. I came up with this location, but clearly it resonated with a lot of other authors because it's, it's showing up in tons of other um, duo books and seeing their takes has been incredibly cool. Like for me, that's just awesome. Um, these kinds of projects, however, because they are involving creatives uh, the term herding cats gets tossed around a lot. And we are writers, we're creatives, notorious for, um, let's say, perhaps not fully embracing things like deadlines and organizations and Excel sheets in some cases. Um, what advice, given the fact you've been in multiple shared worlds, Jimmy, what advice would you give an author or a writer who has been invited to write in a shared world? Wow. You know, um, I think is the number one thing is to do your homework. Um, you know, know know something, and and something about the writing and the character of the people you're working with. Um, I have no complaints about the people I'm working with in in the duo world. Uh, the authors are all top notch. Uh, I'm excited to work with them. They're not just great authors; they're they've become really cool friends. Um, we've been working for this with this for over a year now. And we've had lots of Zoom calls, um, and yes, it is like herding cats. Uh, we're not we're not corporate types. I think you know your average corporate type could probably get done in a half an hour what it takes us an hour and a half to, to accomplish in a Zoom call. Uh, we just tend to get off track and talk story more than we talk the business of what we need to get done. So that happens quite a bit. I guess you you two would probably agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. I, I would say maybe the 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 productivity efficiency ratio of our Zoom calls has gone down as our um uh, as our friendships and I and they are friendships. You know, there's a lot of people I didn't know at the beginning of this project. I've gotten to know over the last several months. Our Zoom calls, um, it's it's hard to keep them productive. You're absolutely right, Jamie. <laughs> Yeah, but and I mean that in the most positive sense of of all. I enjoy them. I look forward to them. It's it's a chance to catch up with friends and and hear what folks are doing. I mean, we we've kind of gotten an idea of what's going on in each other's lives, and and that's you know when you when you get an opportunity to make a new friend, that's a good thing. But to go back to your original question, you know, I think it's just do your due diligence. Make sure you understand your ex, the expectations for you. Make sure you understand the expectations of the other authors that are writing with you. And um, make sure that things are, are, you know, locked down so that everybody has an understanding of what's expected. Yeah, that's really excellent advice. Um, yeah, to know what's expected of you and what's expected of everybody else. And then everybody can be on relatively the same page and then you can go herd cats. Yes. <laughs> but at least the foundation is in place. <laughs> um, and uh, what would you like to tell your existing fans about the duo series to entice them to come try out this new world and these new characters? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I talked a lot about found family and, and family in itself being a theme and, um, just because Jeannie and Rat are divorced doesn't mean they aren't family. And so I hope that you will 
join the fun and come and investigate the duo world, not just split infinity. You know, all of our first books in, in our agent stories are standalone. You know, you can start with any of us in the duo world and then go on to the other authors. So I'm hoping that the readers of my books will find the duo universe, enjoy split infinity and genie and rat's story and go on to read about Scott's characters and Kat's characters and Sarah's characters and Kimber's characters and on through the rest of the group, you know, Nicole and Kat and Nicole and Kimber, uh, Never mind. I can't name them all. Siobhan, I'll just mess. Jen. Siobhan, <laughs> Jen, Ben, and Mel. Yes. All of the rest of us. Uh, so that everybody can really enjoy um, everything we're doing. Because I think that's the fun thing about this universe is that uh, the duo world lets us all bring, it's almost like a gumbo, you know, where we talk, we called it a trail mix on one of the calls, you know, everybody's bringing their own flavors to the bowl, to the bowl. And so you can just kind of enjoy a little bit of everything with the duo books. Totally. Absolutely. Love it. Totally agree. hundred percent. Uh, you know, I'm checking the clock on the wall and unfortunately, uh, we're, we're about done with this episode. I think it's time to move into the part of the podcast called no wrong answers. Yes. Can I, yeah. <laughs> Kat and I are going to rapid fire five questions to Jamie. Again, there are no wrong answers here. Are you ready, sir? I am. I've, I've been looking forward to this. I, I, my goal is to make it look easy so that it won't, <laughs> won't scare off the, the other authors that have to do it. So here we go. I'm going to fail, but it's okay. No, there's no, there's, I just got through there's saying there's no, no wrong, wrong answers. answers. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. Bagels or donuts? Oh, donuts. Duh. <laughs> Just look at your face. That was a softball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rapid, rapid. Pac-Man or Space Invaders? Oh, Space Invaders. First computer you remember owning? An Apple IIc. Super Bowl or the Oscars? Super Bowl. Favorite 80s action movie? That's a good one. Last action hero. Ooh, that is a good one. That's a, that's a good one. But I was actually thinking commando. So we were in the same actor. <laughs> we were in the same actor, but I, I love last action hero because of that crossing the fourth wall kind of thing. Yes. You know? It's almost like lit RPG, right? I mean, back in the day, somebody crossing out of a story into the real world. So that's pretty cool. I, I find Kat's answer, Commando, to be so informative. I, this, it, it this, is why, this is why I love these these podcast episodes. I learned so much about these people who I thought I knew really well. We need to have Kat back on and give her some new questions. You know, it's funny when they were saying like rapid fire, no wrong answers. I was like, we should rename this no long pauses. <laughs> because on my podcast, it was like, I didn't think of anything. It's all good. It's all good. Well, listen, it has been an absolute joy uh, having you swap uh, seats, Jamie, having you in the guest spot. And Kat, I can't thank you enough for agreeing to join me as co-host today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, Jamie's first duo book, Split Infinity, is out. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but I believe it's Friday, April 7th. That's correct. Um, Do us a favor. Tell readers how they can connect with you, find your duo book and the other uh, books in your backlist. Yeah, they can find me most easily over at my um, website at jamiedavisbooks.com. That's J-A-M-I-E, 
davisbooks.com. And um, of course, you can also look up my reader group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers. Uh, I'd love to have you in there. Just uh, join the group and uh, join the fun. That's what I tell folks because we, we have a good time. It's not just about my books. It's about everything we do, fantasy and sci-fi, the favorite movies, favorite TV shows. What are we binging right now? I think that's something I – question of the day today when we recorded this was something about um, binge TV that we've been watching recently. So uh, hopefully we can um, get you in there and, and join the fun. And the dad awesome. jokes. I like those. The dad jokes. Yeah. I try to get <laughs> the, the dad, dad jokes. jokes in there too. And donuts. <laughs> always donuts. Yeah. Always. Awesome. Thanks again, Jamie. It's been a blast. Thank you. Oh, cat. That was so much fun. That was, I mean, not that I was surprised. I knew you and I were going to have a blast. I knew it was going to be great talking with Jamie as well. Um, can't wait to read Split Infinity. And I know I'm not alone. Happily, readers won't have to wait too long. Again, this book launches Friday, April 7th. It's right around the corner. I believe there's a pre-order link up, so you don't even have to wait. It'll hit your Kindle reader ASAP. And we will include links to everything we talked about in the show notes as well. All right, Kat, why don't we wrap things up here? Tell us how to get a hold of you and where readers can find more information about you and your books. Uh, well, you can, I'm most active on my Facebook um, author page. That's just Kat Healy. And uh, I have my own reader group, uh, Kat Healy's Magical Book Cafe, because I'm a baker nerd too. <laughs> I also have a website uh, where you can see more about the books I've read, um, catasticreads.com, because they're not fantastic. They're catastic. And we, Copyright we, pending. <laughs> and because this is audio only, we should uh, clarify that's cat with a K. Yes. Yes. I keep forgetting that. Thanks, Scott. You're Always welcome. looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And back to you. Same question. How can we get a hold of you and where can we find out more about your books? I'm pretty easy to track down. My website is scottiswriting.com and I am Scott is writing on all the major social media platforms. All right. Until next time, I am Scott Walker. And I'm Kat Healy. 